0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon, three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become Fundamentally Drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we will continue our series on what we believe, and this is part 13.2. (laughs) two <laughs> so we are doing uh <clears throat> we are talking about the church again and um we began that conversation in the last episode and wanted to kind of carry it forward and um at the end of the last ep- episode 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 um everett mentioned talking about the marks of the church and this is not someone's name <laughs> so so everett Tell us what are the marks of the church, and uh, go ahead and introduce them to us, and then we'll discuss them a little bit.
1: Okay, so um, every time, you know, I you know, we ordain somebody, we always, you know, send out in the invitation or we announce at the ordination, you know, this is the newest priest or deacon, and God's one holy Catholic and apostolic um, church, and I think that those descriptions of the church are really important for us to understand the the purpose of the church, um, our identity as the body of Christ, and its implications for us in terms of uh, mission and ministry.
0: Okay. Holy, Catholic, and Apostolic. Those three? One, Holy, Catholic, One. and Apostolic. Mm. Four. You're correcting me of them so let's that's break them break them break them down <laughs> why is it one which me let, let, let me throw this in there because the one to me means Catholic um so I, I draw those two together so explain to me whoever wants to jump in what is the one specific to
2: it means what? the church is united that's what It has the same basic belief and practice in all places. And that means... That's not true. (laughs) It means in relation to the apostles and Nicene Creed. Which is funny because now we're jumping to number four if we're
0: counting these. Number one is one, number two is holy, number three is Catholic, number four is apostolic for those who are making notes and following along at home. (laughs) <laughs> stuff,
2: I think, Most of the stuff think, we debate is not found in that.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I think one of the important things about it is is that there is there is one church, right? Because right. if, if 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 the church is the body of Christ, there is there is one body, and as Paul talks about, like how can I say I have no need for my hand or my foot, um, and how we all need one another. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times we, I think we focus on our distinct distinctions and our differences. And in some cases, those distinctions and differences are really large. And other times, you know, they're, they're, they're really small. Um, there's that, that joke that I'm sure we've all told, you know, there was these, you know, you know, two guys up on a, on a bridge and, they start chatting and and guy says, you know, well, I'm I'm Baptist. And he goes, Oh, well, I'm a Baptist too. Well, are you a, a Northern Baptist or a Southern Baptist? Well, I'm a Northern Baptist. Well, I'm Northern Baptist too. Well, are you Northern Baptist, you know, pre-19, you know, 48 <laughs> or post-1940? Well, I'm pre 1940 Well, so am I. And then, you know, finally they get some distinction where they're different, and 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 one guy pushes the other one off the bridge <laughs> and says, Heretic. And <laughs> You know, and 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 uh, you know, we remember Jesus's prayer in the gospel of John where he says, "May they be one as I and the Father are one."
0: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> I kind of always get a giggle at this time because it's partly for irony, but it's partly for embarrassment because our name of our podcast is Fundamentally Drained, <laughs> and yet we talk about oneness and unity. <laughs> so, um, that, and it's only to say that, uh, now I feel like I need to be defensive and make an excuse for that, but it's kind of funny because... We don't do too well with this, even within our world itself. Uh, we're always picking each other apart or pushing each other off the, I didn't hear if your joke had a bridge or a mountain. Um, but the oneness, um, I, I think it's very important, and I've often even thought about changing the name of the podcast, <laughs> except I like the name so much. Um, but, uh, what, what, Tom, what are your thoughts on one
2: Well, so I think what you said was an interesting point because there are a lot of folk who would argue that. So, (laughs) the Tom. I didn't. I, I did not believe in the things. I didn't grow up believing in the things the Nicene Creed said. Um. It was Whoa, that it
0: what it said? I didn't yeah. so I grew up not even knowing about the Nicene right. Creed. Let me throw that in there. But you knew about it and didn't believe what it said. So okay, right. keep going.
2: Okay. Well, I um I didn't know about it either, really. Okay. But my my list from my denomination of what was important and what was like key facets of Christianity were not included in that list this is a deeper list than the list i grew up with
0: right right
2: um so um my point is just it's interesting that you said we don't do a good job with that in relation to the name of our our podcast but i've often thought that i grew up more as a gnostic than as a christian sometimes Mm -hmm. when i look back on it So I think when you say these are the four marks of the church, it's just as much something—when you say we believe in it, or it's something you're striving for, it's more of a—something and you're trying to attain to. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that also gives me the excuse I want for the name of our podcast. We're striving (laughs) for mm -hmm. unity. (laughs)
1: I don't remember who the Archbishop of Canterbury was that said this, but it um, he said that the gift of Anglicanism is um, our awareness that we are incomplete. Um, hmm. As opposed to, as opposed to a lot of denominations think like we have a special insight into the nature of God, or we have a special insight into the truth of God. Um, we, you know, we are the most full, complete, mm. and, and part of Anglicanism from from its from I don't know I never necessarily want to say since its inception, right. but at least in, yeah. in sort of you know Anglicanism within the last you know 100, 150 years or so um, has been an awareness that that the body is broken um, and that that is not something you know, to celebrate, I always get in trouble. Um, because I say that, you know, Reformation Sunday, which is a big thing in some reformed traditions is not a moment of celebration, but a moment in which to grieve the fact that the body is broken.
0: Ooh. Hmm. That's a different way of looking at it. I got to think on that. <laughs> that was good. Um, so, okay. So, yeah, so oneness. Yeah, so. Ooh, I got to echo. Um, all right, let's move on from there. Um, we understand that we are under the idea. Oh, I had one. Uh, so Nicene Creed, in theory, do all um, denominations, uh, I don't want to say the word adhere, but acknowledge the Nicene Creed, including Catholic and so on? Hmm. Any idea? So well so, uh, most
1: most so most like mainline Protestant traditions would would agree to the Nicene Creed.
0: Um, that being Lutheran, Methodist, Anglican, right?
1: Pre- Presbyterian, okay. Lutheran, yeah. Okay. Um, Methodists don't um, they have a weird. They have a little bit of a weird relationship. They're probably getting into the weeds.
0: Yeah, I didn't. And they, I didn't mean to not It was wasn't.
1: Just... It's not that they would disagree with it. They just wouldn't say that it is core or central, like the Anglican, like other traditions would say that these are core, central teachings. Roman Catholics, Orthodox, uh, you know, both would would affirm them. There's a okay. little bit of a distinction or or disagreement in in some of the wording. Um, but you get outside of that into sort of the evangelical Baptist right, right. Um, traditions, and, and suddenly that's something that, that becomes sort of foreign to them.
0: And so what is the unity, um, uh, the unified message then? If we are all to be one, then what's the one thingness that we do have in common outside of the obvious? I mean, is there something like the nicene creed or the marks or anything
2: yeah i mean i'd say the apostles and nicene creed all of those okay majority of christian churches in the world appeal to that okay um and i mean they interpret it differently obviously mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. okay i was just curious if, if we come together in an
0: ecumenical setting is there a place that we begin outside of just jesus <laughs> this is where I was. what I was wondering, is there something that—but that's fine. I, I was just kind of—
1: Well, and, and probably the land, the landmark sort of agreement in the last, you know, since uh, the Council of Nicaea, Constantinople, um, was the World Council of Churches came to um, a pretty broad agreement on baptism and Eucharist, mm. um, just in terms of their centrality and— um, you know in the 1970s and the in the mid in the mid 20th century there was this you know great desire for unification and and all of these different you know um traditions within the christian within christianity were you know, this is this is the time in which we're going to come together and we're going to reunite the church and all these ecumenical dialogues began um but there's a lot that still divides us
0: all right? know right and we each have our thing right and i think it's about i guess respecting those other things so as going back to what paul said um which is not easy <laughs> right. okay moving on one holy um tom what's the holy part or ever whoever wants to jump in here specifically
2: it just means we're set apart for a special purpose. We have a mission, something to do. I mean, I'm just defining the word holy. Yep, right, right. <laughs> I was thinking
0: that too. It's like, okay, <laughs> anything to add to that, Everett?
1: Well, I, I think it's I think it's important just to realize that the Holy Spirit is present, um, and so we we. It, in some way we would have to say that the Holy Spirit is present and active in the lives of of, of churches, even those in which we disagree mm-hmm. with maybe some of the ways in which they worship or some of the stances that they have taken that we have to assume that, that, that the Holy Spirit is somehow at work, um, within, hmm. um, within that church. Um, and so, the Holy Spirit is is not um, is non sectarian. Um, the Holy Spirit is is universal.
0: Cool. Okay. Uh, one holy, Catholic, which gonna make every gonna make some people you know hang up as it did me originally in the <laughs> when I started saying the Nicene Creed. What does Catholic mean, and why is that one of the marks? Why is it different than one?
2: <laughs> That's a really good question, Justin. Thank so, you, Tom. So
1: one refers to the body of Christ, and and then Catholic is that it refers to the faith. So there's a universal faith or a universal truth. There's one body, one church that has a Catholic or universal, um, you know, universal belief, and so um yeah i think that's a little bit of distinction between one and, and and catholic at least according to the
0: catechism christ died christ rose again christ will come again that's not the right words <laughs> i can't do that this early but that's what i think about when we talk about <clears throat> again we went back to a universal Faith, belief, which in my mind keeps going back to okay. So, what do we all believe? And that's what came to mind. Um, and so, and it, you know, I guess that is just understood. I mean, uh, in in probably each and every denomination in the Christian faith. Um, what do you want to add to that, Tom? Well,
2: I think if you asked a Roman Catholic, they would apply Catholic to the line of from peter through francis today and i think that um it kind of refers to the idea of this completeness or wholeness that existed you know that's unbroken um and all of these words kind of run together because the next word is apostolic. <laughs> right but the idea that you can trace the church back to the apostles and to that—it's—it's um, it's also something that goes beyond. It's there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free. It's not just Jewish. It's not just Greek. It's not just—you know west North African. It's universal. It. Crosses the borders of culture, and and it changes with the culture, but still somehow remains the the basics remain the same. Does that make I, sense? Yeah, I,
1: I feel like we talked about this recently, and I never can remember you know when we say what, but you know I, I feel like we talked about that prayer. That's one of the uh, prayers to say after. The prayers of the people regard not our sins, but the faith of your church. And I think that that's sort of what what this mark of of um, Catholic is getting to is it's it's that the church is known by its perfection in the end, not in its incompleteness and brokenness now. Um, And so it's a hope filled like. There is going to be a day in which these distinctions are, you know, are going to go away. Like that like, like truth will be revealed and, and, you know, we will be, you know, we'll have our kumbaya
0: moment. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> I wonder, you know, in our minds, I, I'm sure that we all work towards, no, in our minds, we all have a thought towards unity. But, um, it just feels like it it just, I would say it feels in this time that we're actually more divided and divisive. Uh, I think I said that word right. Um, than just like the culture around us. And, uh, you know, we're wondering why this person's doing that. And this person in the faith is doing that. And we're just appalled and shocked by it. Um, and, I mean, that's just something that seems like when you hear Paul saying, um, I I forgot what, I completely went blank on what the reference was, but something to the effect of, um, you know, other parts of the church being this and I being this and so on. Um, (laughs) We're like ready to hack those parts of the body off um, because they're just shameful. And that doesn't bring unity. And I don't know, um, as you said, Everett, I, I do feel like it's going to require, um, in the end <laughs> for us to all actually come together, you know, and kind of, for lack of a better term, see the light phrase, see the light, um, because it just does not feel, um, that way. And I think it's, uh, uh something that we should work for and pray for, um, pray for other denominations and, and understanding within ourselves. um. As I said that, I said praying for other denominations, that makes me feel like they, those people need to fix themselves, and I do not mean that. Um, I think the work is within each of us, and that time in prayer is seeing and understanding, you know, which reminds me now, I'm just going to keep going, uh, of Generous Orthodoxy by Brian McLaren, and how he does did such a great job of outlining, if you've never read that book, of uh, the different denominations and their what they bring to the faith, uh, to that one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. Uh, so if you ever want to understand, uh, check that book out. It's, it's a pretty good reference there. Apostolic. Woo! One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. What's the apostolic stand for? Anyone? Anyone?
2: <laughs> I kind of already said it, but our connection to the apostles. Um, We have this not-apostolic succession. What's the word? Historic succession, Everett? Yeah. Um, We are connected to... uh, If you go into Bishop Ed's office, he has this uh, uh, chart on the wall that traces his ordination back to St. Augustine of Canterbury.
1: Is that right, Everett? I don't know. I've never seen it. You, oh, you, g-
0: you got to go in the bishop's office, Tom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got <in> trouble.
2: <laughs> you know, that might be on Shelby's wall, actually. That traces, Shelby's bishop. Shelby's... Yeah, it traces the bishop who ordained him back to St. Augustine of Canterbury. But, you got um, to go in Shelby's office. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was in trouble.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Well, I think the important thing is, is that it's, you know, some people get really tied up in, you know, can we prove that in fact, you know, we can trace this all back to one of the, you know, in terms of, of historic succession or apostolic succession of bishops. But I think that the the larger part of it is that, that what we say is not, is connected to the apostles. Teaching and preaching, right? I and mean, this is one of the things they talk about right. in Acts. They, you know, they gathered and they heard the apostles teaching and preaching. And so what we do is not disconnected from that, but deeply connected. And I think that in all of our modern um, thought and hubris and ego and intelligence, that a lot of times we can sit there and go, gosh, we, you know, we know so much more than... You know, those people did um, um, than they did back then.
0: I, um... Ah, I lost it. Dang it! What was I going to say? Um, dang. Okay, sorry. My mind went Blake. Any more to add on the apostolic piece?
1: Dang it, I think that's it. it.
0: I've got to stop. i got to stop writing stuff down. <laughs> um... Okay, One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Hopefully we all agree on that. (laughs) You know, and it's just a good reminder occasionally to remember to um, work towards that, even seeing from understanding. I mean, if if anything within uh, our culture currently would be a uh, guiding light, we hope it could be followers of Jesus who within and amongst ourselves in this one uh, holy catholic apostolic faith would be able to sit down and come to an agreement to see to understand to seek out um, peace and understanding so that we can work towards that same thing Um, and so yeah there you go all right let's jump into we've got Little time here. Mission and purpose of the church, which I've—I feel like we've covered this, and this kind of, and we kind of talked about it too, um, just a moment ago. Touched on it. So, Everett, what's the mission and purpose of the church?
1: Well, the mission is to restore all people to unity with God and each other um, in Christ. And um, I remember I was I was sitting in a, a committee meeting of the uh, of the church, not at diocesan committee meeting. Yeah, I remember somebody like hearing that and saying, well, that just sounds so negative. Like that implies that, 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 that we're not complete or we're somehow deficient. And it's like, <laughs> ah, yeah, that's kind of the point is, is that, that we have this broken relationship with God and each other and, and we need somebody, you know, to, to, to fix it. And, and I think a lot of times, um, you, you know, I I, I think of the, the episode of The Office where um, they're doing the diversity training and um, and Michael doesn't want to admit that there are things that he is deficient in in terms of diversity. And he goes, you know, I, I could teach you something or, you know, and, and sometimes I think we just need to have enough humility to step back. And it's not about beating ourselves up, but just you know that we need reconciliation and healing, and if there's anything we can pull out of the, you know the events of 2020, is how desperately mm. you know that is needed.
0: Amen. Man, that spoke to right now. <laughs> Humility, um, indeed. Hmm. Tom, mission and purpose. Anything to add there?
2: I would define all of that under the phrase. Uh, community, Christian community, I see because the community includes each other, it includes our reason for coming together, which is God, And and then you would obviously seek healthy community, so that would include discipleship, love, generosity. So, um just for me as i try to think about my job as a priest and a rector of a church i that term is helpful for me in summing up what i'm trying to do mm. so strengthening community bringing community together uniting people and you know seeking god seeking you know the teachings of Christ to apply them to our lives. So I don't know if that sounds simplistic, but, and I know it's also a trendy term, but it helps me when I'm trying to decide what's important for me to do each day. You know, (laughs) I, I get that. And I think the simplicity
0: helps, um, for sure, because we know it's not simple, uh, but remembering, in uh, just even in in simplistic phrases and terms or whatever it is, something, you know, I think that's important because it helps get us out of the weeds in a way, even though the work is many times within um, the weeds. Something uh, Everett and I were talking about, I don't know when, um, a long time ago, and I really appreciated this, and I, you know, being a youth minister was asking you know what is the purpose of youth ministry um i have no idea when this was and everett said building a bridge between people and god youth and god or something to that effect and you know some we are uh bridge builders and that goes back to uh restore all people to unity with god and others in christ um and i i appreciate that um because so many people, um, including ourselves at times and this and that, we, we, we just get in a bad way (laughs) with the thoughts and ideas of, of God and how it all looks and what it is and stuff like that. And, and, um, and so reminding others, um, that of that love and uh, so on is, is just so important. So important. Um,
1: and and I feel like, um, you know, one of, and I think this is, I think this is just part of the human condition, is this strong idea of of tribalism. Like we're going to identify, and this is this is part of what was radical about Paul, as Tom talked about. You know, it's neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, slave nor free. That Paul, you know, was right. was urging a breakdown of those divisions, and and how much that goes against our. Um, Against our, you know, our, our evolutionary process, when we're like, no, the safest thing to do is to be with people who look, think, um, mm-hmm. vote right. just like us, and and I'm not saying that we're perfect at it in the church, and in fact, I I, I think we're we tend to focus, we tend to reflect more of the tribalism of our culture than a right. um, diversity that's found, um, uh, particularly in 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 the New Testament. You know, writings and vision, um, but I think I think we I think we work really hard against that vision. And from for us as Episcopalians, it tends to come from anyone who does not hold the same progressive sort of values that we have. Without recognizing that how much some of those progressive values are embedded in our American culture, which is largely. You know privileged and you know um so we we don't understand why somebody from a different part of the anglican communion has a different vision than us or a different thought on something and the easiest thing for us to do is just say oh well that's because they're hateful and judgmental and and you know um one one of our bishops who was beloved um john shelby spong i mean essentially said that you know Africans are not as intelligent as we are, hmm. um, and and the the African bishop was asked about his what his thoughts were on it, and he said, "Well, I got my PhD from Oxford. I don't know where he got his." Burn. You know,
0: <laughs> boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hmm. Um. Oh, we're out of time, um so, but I don't think we have another episode in this, so I'm gonna ask the question <clears throat> where dang it i I'm not writing things down today. um let's just keep this simple. Where could the church do better? and I think we kind of explained it, but Everett, I think what I just said, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's that'll be my criticism of the Episcopal church,
2: yeah. Tom. That we need to be more humble, Everett? Yeah. Where where can we do better? Yeah. I think the Church of England beats us in looking in being a broader church. Hmm. Do you when you go there you can see like evangelicals all the way to Anglo Catholics. And you see that same thread is there the prayer books there the um the things that unite the church are there and and we tend to be more homogenous here in the states we haven't done as good a job as living with the tension of not looking and doing all the same things and so i would say we need to strive more for that um one that catholic and apostolic church that's one you know yeah that that goes beyond um you know we need more and it's growing quickly in the hispanic world but we need more hispanic churches we need more churches in urban neighborhoods we need more uh, african-american churches and so we've done a bad job of not just being a waspy church, we need to reach beyond that. That those borders, hmm. we need to have more of the poor. I mean, worldwide Anglicanism is a poor church if you look at the numbers, but we need to do a better job of that here in the states, broadening the church.
0: Can I ask you to clarify on the it's a poor church and we need to do more of that. What did you mean by that?
2: I, I'm well, the majority of Anglicans in the world are impoverished, okay, okay, by, by the standards of the world, you know, okay. Um, but you don't see that in the states, right?
1: I mean, we're you know, there, there's I don't know how many 20 million you know, Anglicans in Kenya. And we have a million Episcopalians who are trying to tell the Kenyans, you know, you know it's a, it's a new, um, it's a new colonialism. And, mm-hmm.
0: and, and, yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a yeah, whole nother.
2: that's, whoa. <laughs> I'm got the letters, go to Justin.
0: Maybe, yep, uh, it's 23, no. Um, you know, that's it. That's, I I like the idea where we're headed here. I would like to talk about that more. Um, so maybe I'll jot down some, so we can talk about that another time. I mean, there is more to that. Um, not in the, what we believe series, but outside of that. So thank you all for listening. We hope that you are all doing well. Love one another reflect on as we should as well, how we can be one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And why am I? I'm forgetting my line. I liked it when you guys say it. What's what, what's the ending line? Peace, Peace to the Lord be always with you. you. Peace. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.